This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Okay, let's see if our mouths work. Are they working? Is yours working? I think so. Cassie, yours working? Barely. Mo? Uh, th- yep, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I haven't spoken a word since last Friday, but I think it's working. <laughs> all right, let's see. All right, so we're all back from uh, our Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, give us a highlight of your holiday, Abby. So my family, uh, they go- actually come up here every single Thanksgiving. So it's very ironic that I live here now because normally I get to avoid the holidays. And now I'm like, eh, I live two hours away, so I'll see y'all soon. They uh, they went, got like a lake house and um, they always do like a big Thanksgiving spread every year. And I got to say, my family stepped up this year. We are notorious for having the blandest, driest, grossest Thanksgiving spread of all time. <laughs> they brought out the big, they yeah. had homemade focaccia what? this year with I olive oil. I was cursing at the dinner table. I was like, shoot, this is good. They actually smoked a turkey, so it had flavor and moisture to it. I was so dang proud of them, and no one got in a big brawl, so it was a big win for me this year. Win all the way around. Win all the way around. All right, I'll save Mo for a second, because his story and my stories are going to look a little similar, at least the beginning of the week. Kristen. Um, Shocker, we traveled back to Kentucky to see our family, because my family and my husband's family all live in Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, Highlight was seeing Jimmy with his cousins because my son is two and a half now and him playing with his cousins and how he beams. He would wake up in the morning saying their names, asking where they were, and then at night ask them where they were. And then when we got home, when we finally got back home, he was crying because he wanted to see them. Like, it was honestly, it was super sweet. You posted a picture on Instagram yesterday or last night, and I don't know anything about your family, but it was all the kids, some of the kids, yeah. the boys, and I don't know anything about their personalities except Jimmy's, right? So there was this kid over here, I'm not even sure which relative it was, mouth closed, not really entirely happy to be taking a picture. This one has half a smile. This one over here, a little bit more of a smile. And there's Jimmy in the middle just mugging it up like, <laughs> this is the greatest day. Of his life. He's just cheesing <laughs> so hard. Um, yeah, we had the best time. We rented this cabin that was built in the late 1700s and just made, had the family come over there to do um, a leftovers like the day after Thanksgiving dinner. And we just, we really, honestly, it was it was a really beautiful visit. Got some really great quality family time. Good. In. That's what it's about, right? Yeah. Cass, how about you? Um, it was not a great week, if I'm being honest. So my highlight was Thanksgiving is done and we got our Christmas tree on Sunday. (laughs) Why was it not great? Uh, Across uh, my immediately family, there were three trips to the emergency room. Oh, God. First of all, is everybody okay? Everyone's okay, I think. So um, it was just, I don't want to go into too much detail, but my son was one of them. And then we just, we've been sick since like literally September, but it was like this week, it was like croup and then diarrhea. My husband has pneumonia. My daughter got pink eye. My son had to go to the ED because emergency department because he wasn't breathing properly. And it was just like one after the other. The turkey, when it got delivered, got left on some random table in the backyard. So we didn't find it until three days later. So we had to get a new turkey. The farm was really good at working with us on it. But I mean, it was just like one after the other. I was like, thank God we didn't plan anything this Thanksgiving. We're just going to sit at home. Like literally it was like five o'clock on Thanksgiving day. And I was like, I guess we should eat. I'm like not in the mood. How many days into your vacation? Are you like, I cannot get, wait to get back?
get back to work. Well, I wasn't getting back to work. I just couldn't wait for this to be over. It was like, <laughs> pow, 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 pow. And I was like, dude, already. So it was a lot of little things, nothing major, which was, I'm thankful, thankful Thanksgiving that it was nothing major. But damn, I'm glad that is done. And I'm, I'm going to say that took all the bad karma and Christmas is going to be awesome. Hopefully. It's the balance of life. No, not hopefully. I'm manifesting or whatever it is new age people do. It's happening. It's happening. It has to. Bert, it has yeah. to. It must. I can't do it again. So Mo and I, without even knowing it when we booked the trips, ended up in Brazil together at the same time. Now, you guys are so connected. We were so connected, right? So connected. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to take us a couple of different segments to cover some of the things that happened, but I think a good launching place is Mo's initial plane ride to Brazil because just to set the record straight, uh, I told you guys that my son was coming down a couple of days later while I was there because he thought that his uh, high school football team was going to be playing in the state championship three weeks before they even played in that game. Uh, and he said he wanted to stay for it. They didn't make it. And I said, oh, that's too bad. I'm going. Uh, I'll see you in a couple of days. So I was a little bit nervous about, and he's traveled a lot since he was like a five years old. So I knew he could work his way through the airport. I've taught him everything. He reads all the signs when we go on vacation. He leads me through the airport. But this was a little tricky. It's an international flight. Then he went, when he got down to Sao Paulo, you had to like get your bags and then go through customs and then recheck them. So it was a little more complicated. So I was a little nervous about him getting down there. Uh, and as luck would have it, Mo ended up on the same flight <laughs> escorting my son, which was not supposed to happen. No, it was. Uh, I was supposed to be on the flight the night before, but um, which is I don't know if I want to tell this entire story now because it's it's a long one. But uh, basically, it just, this all came down to me, my guy, and my lady going on this trip, and they were surprising me. And I told you guys about it when we were on the fur bus, and this is why I feel so bad about it for my dude because like he wanted to be there more than anything. Literally on our way to the airport, his back gives out on him, like completely gives out on him. The man can't even walk. He can't get out the car. He can't do anything. And this is me learning that he had a really bad case of sciatica. So the choice was either to take him to the hospital or to just kick him and roll him out the car and then keep going to the airport. And as a friend, I just couldn't do it. So I took him to the hospital. Let's pause there for just one second and go around the room and test each other's friendship loyalty. If this is you and it's your friend, do you leave for the airport and drop your friend off at the doctor or do you stay with? Um... Hmm. Well, you do so much traveling, right? Like you, you get to go to a lot of places. I can't remember the last time I traveled out of the country. Mm-hmm. I'm dropping you off at the hospital and I'm heading to the airport. <laughs> Cassie. Um, if you are married or have a partner, I'm calling them and they will meet you at the hospital. Um, if you're not, I'll, I'll stay with you. So this, yeah, go ahead. No. So the thing is we did drop them off at the hospital. But that's what would have caused you to miss the flight. So you got to remember that. That's your choices. Mm-hmm. If, you ta- if you take him to the hospital, you're going to miss the flight. Or you just kick him out right there and keep it pushing and let him call a lift and get himself to the hospital. That was the choice. What are you going to do? Well, what was he saying? Like, was he like, you know, you all go, you all go. Or was he in so much pain? He's like, you got to take me to the it, hospital. It was like, y'all go without me. Ah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was pouring it on. If, huh? if I'm in that car and he's like, hey, will you guys stay with me? All I'm hearing is, hey, you guys have a great trip. <laughs> I don't care what he's saying. I couldn't do it. For a pinched nerve, I might make a call lift. Yeah. Uh, uh, Abby? It depends on the friend and it depends how much money it would take for me to change my flight. Because if it's free, all right, I'll take the good karma and be a good friend. But if it's costing me like the same, mm-hmm. if I gotta rebuy my ticket, sorry, bro, I'm calling you a lift. Yeah. You're not like catching a flight a couple hours later. You're catching a flight the next day. The next day. You're missing an entire day of your vacation. Pretty like, much. If, if, if okay, depending on the ailment, if we think he's having a heart attack or something, right. all right, right. But you got some sciatica issues. I'm calling you a lift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would have called him a lift. For me, it's like. Bye, bitch! <laughs> I mean, that's really what the holiday season's all about. It's true. It's true. Looking back on it, I wish I would have, but I, I yeah. couldn't do it. I just couldn't do him like that. That's my guy. Abby, you're right, though. If it was any other friend, I wouldn't have thought twice, but this is like a brother to me. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't do it. We took him to the hospital, and then I ended up missing my flight and having to wait until the next day. So the next day. What did day, your lady say about all this? Because this was a gift from her to you. You know, let's just stay here. Let's just okay. go ahead and roll okay. it out yeah. as, as, as our first segment. Go ahead, because this, this, this has got layers. So, yeah, it does. So, all right, so we missed that flight. 
Now, the, what we're supposed to do is get on the next one. And we couldn't even make that one because my lady convinced me to to like go with him. She was like, because I ain't going to lie, I was, I was 50-50. And she was like, we can't do that. that. We cannot leave him here. God forbid something happens now between then and then. You will never be able to let that go. You won't be able to forgive yourself. This is your friend. Don't do that. I'm like, all right. So we take him, and then now we start boogieing to try to make it back. We get into the budget line because we had a rental car. She rented a car for the weekend so that she can take me to the studio and then we'd have to pay for lifts and do all this other stuff. Oh, you had to drop the car off. We have to drop the car off. That's another layer to it. So we get there. We're in the budget line and the guy hits the trunk and goes, I think you guys are in the wrong line. So I look at her and I'm like, are we in the wrong line? She's like, no, this is why I got the car. So I get out the car confident. No, we no, we, we, we good, my dude. What you talking about? He's like, all right, well, then y'all fine. And then I hear her go, uh-oh. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's, what's that about? And then I look down, and the paper right on the, on the windshield says Hertz. I don't know why she's in the budget line. So now he's like, yeah, I got to go all the way. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, okay, there's the other flight. So now we're definitely not leaving. So we end up having to leave our bags at the airport, go all the way home, come back the next day, and then get on that flight, of which now we really don't even know if our bags are on that flight. It's a whole thing. So I'm at the point where I'm like, I'm just getting on the flight. Whatever happens, happens. If we have bags, we have bags. If we don't, we don't. So I get on the flight. So now, just so I know, so you've got you've missed one flight or two flights? Yeah. Two flights. Two at flights this point. at this point. Okay. Two flights. That puts me on the flight where I get on. I'm walking into onto the plane, and then I hear someone go, "Mo," <laughs> like really shockingly, and I turn, and it's Hollis. Hey! <laughs> he's sitting like two seats behind me, like literally. Like, he's like, "I jumped up on this flight." I mean, I'll tell you on the way because it's, <laughs> it's a long story. But that's how Hollis and I ended up on the same flight. And I text Bert and I'm like, hey, um, I'm going through a lot. I missed all my flights. But the good news is I'm on the flight with Hollis. And he didn't even respond. And I think it was because you said you thought I was joking. Yeah, right? I'm like, you didn't miss two. You're not going to be. It, Hollis was to leave like way at a different time. So I'm like, I thought he was just joking. But nope. A day and a half later, I think is when Hollis was leaving after us. And then I ended up on the same flight with him. And literally, my guy is still down bad. He didn't, he couldn't walk for like three or four days. So he missed the entire trip. We were going down there to meet his girl that he met from two years ago. They had this plan for two years. He finally was on his way to meet her. She has tickets to the game. We have his ticket and her ticket. He never made it. Oh, my gosh. But I I did make the game, which ended up being a very epic experience, which we'll get into. But, yeah, I missed about a a week, a day and a half of my trip and and didn't have bags pretty much the entire time. They lost his bags. No. Have you ever met a dude that has his bags lost as much as this guy? I will never check a bag again. I am done. (laughs) I am carrying on no matter what from here on out. But, yes, I had my bags for maybe two days out of eight. In in Brazil, Colorado, and then coming back to Atlanta. <laughs> I had no bags. It, yeah, it was layers. Yeah. Uh, so there's a second layer to this that we'll get into later because he and I were really part of, accidentally part of soccer history in the worst way in Brazil. We'll tell you about it later. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Ozzy Osbourne says he's got 10 years at best to live after his most recent diagnosis. So he's 74 years old and recently went through a fourth spinal surgery for a completely different condition. And they found a tumor while they were in there. So he's being honored in the Rolling Stone UK's recent issue for their first ever icon award and in this in-depth interview he talks about death and if he fears it he says i don't fear death but i don't want to have a long painful and miserable existence he said i like the idea that if you have a terminal illness you can go to a place in switzerland get it done quickly but he said look i told sharon that i'd smoked a joint recently and she said what are you doing that for? It's going to kill you. And he said, how long do you want me to live for? (laughs) At best, I've got 10 years left. And when you're older, time picks up speed. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. Like, it's not the death part that scares me. It's like the deterioration of health. And then, you know, the day that somebody has to wipe my butt for me is the day I'm just like, I am ready. Today's the day. Booking that flight to Switzerland. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's not really clear whether or not this is actually like a diagnosis. Like, you've got 10 years, but that's what he said in the article. So, um, Entertainment Tonight reached out for comment and they did not respond. So, we'll have to wait 10 years, I guess, to find out. All right. Cher is speaking about her memoir, which she announced back in 2017. And she's kept pushing it off pushing it off, pushing it off. And she said that she hasn't released it because she honestly was avoiding parts of her life that she didn't really feel quite ready to share with the world. So she was on The Tonight Show last week and she said, I just totally chickened out. I didn't put in some things that needed to be in and they're not comfortable. 
but they need to be in there. So I got to go back to my memoir and man up. And so Jimmy was talking to her about like what it's going to be called. And he suggested the title. I got scoops, babe and oversharing. So it's not clear what it's going to be called, but oh, she's share. Over-share. oversharing. oversharing. Do you got think it. maybe she has um, seen how much, <laughs> how much Britney Spears's memoir has gotten traction that she's like, huh? That's a lot of money to be made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Most of her fans have cataracts and stuff at this point, so I don't even know if they can read that. That is not true. <laughs> so no audio book comes in here. Yeah. <laughs> There's audiobooks. But yeah, I think we're going to see a huge uptick in memoirs just because, A, I think reading is getting... Not a second win, maybe like a fifth win. <laughs> 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 making a comeback. Yeah, making a comeback. You know what? Nobody really cared um, recently. It, the last time anybody cared was when Lavar Burton did Reading Rainbow. But, so, yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute, but now we're back. <laughs> no, because like with TikTok and stuff, like people my age are seeing people like rave about books and getting back into reading, and especially when there's good content out, like Britney Spears' mm. memoir, I think people are going to be a little bit more intrigued. Mm. And I think Cher's got some tea to spill. I mean, the 70s yes. were crazy, right? Uh, yes. So yeah. I think she's going to go back, put some more juice in there, and then ask for a bigger deal like she, Britney got. She's always lived a big life. I, like, I think, mm-hmm. do I have this right? Like, even now, she's like 70-something, and she's dating a dude that's like 35. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's not growing up anytime soon. But, yeah, I would love to hear the tea behind that and, you know, all the little, all the fun details from her massive career from back in the day. And I love the fact that she and Dolly Parton were both trending at the same time over the weekend, proving that women in their 70s can still live it up. Are we going to talk about Dolly today or is it too late after the No, we the can talk about it right now. Uh, holy crap. Did, did you see her outfit for the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys halftime show? Yes. Wow. So I didn't see it, but I saw the headline when I was just uh, online, right? And it said Dolly Parton in cheerleading uniform. And I thought, I, I thought there's no way she's putting the one on that authentically mm-hmm. is like the traditional Dallas Cowboys cheerleading uni, which is full on like the, the white shorts are a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. The top is a little bit higher. There's Dolly at 77 years old rocking it, rocking it. I wore that for a Halloween costume in college. And she looked better than me. <laughs> I, I, I promise you that. She looked great. I was, I, I was very impressed. Yeah, right. She I looked was really good. Stunned, man. I know. She was putting us young into shame because I was looking at that like, yeah, I wouldn't look that good right now, too. So Dolly's really bringing it with, I think her album's at like number one on the charts. And when she when she came out for the halftime show, I was like, girls don't got it. So it's never too late to um, kick some booty in your career. Exactly. All right, Tiffany Haddish is speaking out about her DUI arrest. Um, so on Friday, uh, Beverly Hills Police Department got a call that there was a woman behind the wheel and was just completely stopped in the middle of Beverly Hill Drive while the car was still running. So she was arrested and then released. And then TMZ got some audio of her stand-up set from later that night. And someone said, hey, what happened uh, with the whole arrest thing? And she said, you tell me, because obviously she uh, Uh probably didn't remember. She said, I had prayed to God to send me a man with a job, career, preferably in uniform. And looks like my prayers were answered. It's the stupidest thing. When I read in the morning that a celebrity got busted for a DUI, when they have all that cash, all those people, right? And Uber. Uh, it just drives me crazy. And to have the audacity to joke about it later that night, like, you put people's lives in danger by doing that. And it's your second time. It's not even her first mm-hmm. time being in this situation. And you can't even say, it's like, you know what, I had one extra glass of wine and I, I blew just one point over the, whatever, tenth over the legal limit. She was so drunk she passed out in her car. That is a different level. Yeah. That's down bad. Alright, Kim Kardashian just scored a deal with Netflix, but it's not for another reality show. I'll tell you about her next role on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Some ways, school is a safety net uh, in college because it's almost like you're looking at a river knowing that there is a waterfall, right? And there you are in your raft, right? And you're paddling and paddling. And the closer you get to that waterfall, you realize, oh, damn, it's serious on the other side. And I think Mikey here is uh, our phone screener is terrified of the real world out there. And you should be. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a fact. You're looking at a petrified man. I'll, I'll tell you what it feels like. It feels like my whole life I've been bowling with bumpers, and now the bumpers are going to be taken away, and I might just hit a gutter ball. <laughs> oh, no. We all hit gutter balls. Right. Multiple well, gutter balls. I'm expecting a bunch. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just scared. I don't know what happens after I graduate. I've made some. I've made some weird decisions to get where I am. I was going to be a businessman. I started off in business. I had to take accounting. I got scared. 
It, by the way, a lot of, a lot of my decisions are revolved around fear. It's starting to sound like. I think most people are on the same okay, way. Yeah. Good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was going to be a businessman. I couldn't do accounting. I started doing radio. I was having fun talking on the radio and I did mass communication. Turns out not that hard, um, but I just don't know where this takes me. I don't know where to go after this. I've got I've got a million concerns. So you have like zero <laughs> plans as far as like when you graduate, what you want to apply to do. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure where I go after this. I think the options are just too open. I don't know where to go, and I hope this doesn't sound like a pity party. I've been very fortunate. Um, I'm in a good spot, but it's scary. I just, I don't know where to go. So is the fear here now? Do you live with your parents? I do. So is the fear here that you're going to be moving out and you're on your own financially, or is the fear here that you're graduating and you don't really have a direction in what you want to do with your life as professionally? Both. I'm not okay. scared to move out. I'm hoping to move out, but I, you know, I got to have financial readiness. I don't, I see, I can't even form that sentence. Um, <laughs> Let alone pay for rent. Right. Yeah. I actually, I've realized that I can't really work a thermostat. I don't understand a thermostat that well. Okay. And that just like, whenever I think about that, I'm like, what, how am I going to survive in the real world? I think what we need you to do, Mikey, is put down a list of things that you feel like, like the thermostat, thermostat, for example, right? A list of things you feel like you need to be more competent at and more ready for. Okay, I'm going to start with the thermostat, I think. <laughs> okay. I think that's a good starting point. And then I'm curious, like, do most of your peers, are they living with their parents as well? Yeah, like, I'm living in Milledgeville at college, but whenever they move out, all of my friends that have graduated are still living with their parents. Um I don't know how long I'm going to be able to take that. I just got off a Thanksgiving break. And I have the, I have the greatest family, but still, it's just, it's tough to live at home again. Mm -hmm. So do you have the situation where you're dealing with the pressure of your friends seeming to have it together, or are they kind of in the same boat as you? They're kind of in the same boat, but I have two older siblings, four years older, my sister, and seven years older, my brother. But whenever they left college, they it seemed like they had it just like figured out. They both had great jobs they're going to, and they, they like, understand stuff like credit cards. And um, <laughs> that, that's actually been, like, my biggest concern recently is, like, when when am I supposed to do stuff with credit? It all, like, I don't think there's, like, one piece of advice that anybody can give you except this in that in the overall scheme of things, it all ends up fine. <laughs> I mean, it's really, really hard to <clears throat> feel that when you're going through it. Everybody's had the same fear when they leave college or they don't have that safety net. And there are a million different things that are really scary out there. But at the end of the day, it really just it ends up fine. Yeah, I think so. But there's also a lot that you just don't know. Like, I remember when I graduated and I went to my first job and HR called me in to, like, do a bunch of official forms. And they gave me, like, a W-9. And they're like, what do you want to, what, uh, what, what tax breaks do you want? And I'm like, I don't know how any of this works. So there's so much that college doesn't prepare you for but I would just say my biggest advice as someone who's recently done this is just just keep doing your best because there's always someone dumber out there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who ends up just fine that's good that's, that's yeah. wise sometimes that's wise. sometimes that's debatable but um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah if you can't figure out the thermostat maybe you are the dumber person that I might be the dumbest person alive um <laughs> no yeah I'm, I'm just kind of thinking what do you what do I do just grip it and rip it it seems like just kind of go after it but I don't know where to well, walk Do you have towards. a job right now? Uh, I'm working here. Um, but, um, <laughs> okay, that's one day a week. And right. then, uh, yeah, I'm working for the radio station in okay. Milledgeville. Big program director. Yeah. Dumbest man alive. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, not not other than that. Maybe you take them one at a time yeah. rather than looking at the entire mountain. You, like, attack one little thing and then another little thing. Because when you look at life, <laughs> yeah. you're never going to have that all figured out. Yeah. Here's your first piece of advice, and you need to shift your mindset. So I, I appreciate that you are... I, I think you're incredibly humble and self-deprecating with your humor, and I love it, and I've done that too. But your brain literally believes the words that you say. Even if you know it's a joke, 
your brain still believes it. So when you say you're the dumbest man alive, I know it's for comedic timing and it's making us laugh. But I think at some point, like you start to believe that and then you whittle down what your capabilities are because at some point you're like, well, no, I can't do that. So you can work a thermostat. You can figure all this out. You know how to do it. You just need to find access to the information that gives you the roadmap. You and I were, uh, before you came on the air, talking about my Instagram story last night, which proves to you that you are not the stupidest <laughs> in the world. Okay. All right. There's a couple others out there. And can't you YouTube everything these days? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's an app for it. There's even an app for a thermostat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, let's get into this email here because there were there, it was going to be ugly over the weekend because her brother was planning to propose and the family hates, hates the girl that he was going to propose to. Yeah, he was going to propose in front of the entire family. And so obviously you think, okay, this is something you should be excited about, but nobody in the family really likes her. They think she's incredibly rude. She's really selfish. And so the family on one hand wants to have like this intervention where they like sit him down and say, you cannot marry this girl, but he's out looking for rings and stuff. So she's uh, conflicted. She's like, do I participate in this intervention or do I let everyone know? Where do I go from here? Do I break up the proposal? Do I break up the intervention? I don't know what to do. So we're going to find out what they ended up uh, doing. Mo's got the update email. First off, thanks for your advice. I did tell my family that I wouldn't participate in any conversation or intervention with my brother. My family wasn't thrilled about it, especially since they think my brother really values my opinion. They hoped I could sway him into thinking he could do better. But I was clear. I didn't want to be a part of it. I did say, though, that if they went ahead with their plan and my brother asked for my take afterwards, I'd be honest with them. Things got really busy with extended family arriving, so their quote-unquote intervention didn't happen on Wednesday night as mom had planned. She wanted to talk to my brother before his girlfriend came over on Thursday. With everything being so hectic, my mom moved the planned conversation to Saturday since his girlfriend was leaving Friday night. And yes, that would be after his planned proposal. I still didn't say a word. Then, on Wednesday, my brother says that he's invited his girlfriend's parents for, the, for dessert on Thanksgiving. They lived nearby and had other dinner plans, but agreed to come. Mom tried to hide her annoyance. I knew he wanted them there for the proposal. Thanksgiving night went exactly as my brother had planned. After her parents arrived, he proposed. There were tears all around. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness from her, him, her parents. She said yes, but at our end, it was a different story. Mom and dad were clearly unhappy. Mom walked out, and dad just managed a very dry... Congratulations. My sister didn't say a word, so I tried to overcompensate to ease the tension. It was super awkward, and everyone left pretty quickly after. A few hours later, my brother came back, and a huge fight erupted over my family's reaction. Now they're not speaking to each other. No one's willing to back down. It's a mess. So, that's where we are. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> you want to say, like, love is going to conquer all, but I'm wondering here, and I know sometimes it's tough to get the phones going this early in the morning, but if there's somebody listening that has gone through this situation before where either your family didn't accept him or her or vice versa, and you're like, love is going to conquer everything, I'm going in anyway, but there was always that tension with the family, looking back at it, are you happy that you committed or were you like, you know what? If I knew it was going to be this hard, I wouldn't have done it. one 855 I also want to do a Burt Show book of records. Who had the worst reaction to a proposal? <laughs> so this actually happened to one of my friend's sisters. So the family really didn't like her boyfriend and he had asked for permission to propose and the family straight up said no. Like you cannot propose to our daughter and he ends up doing it anyway yeah. on Christmas. This was a couple of years ago and I remember things were super, super tense at first but like they just welcomed their second kid. Everything's happy. So I think they just have to get over that initial like disappointment of this isn't who we pictured you with. We would, we want a better dynamic for the family. We were hoping for something else. And then, you know, once you're five years into the relationship, they're going to get over it. We just moved away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would be upset with my family. I mean, even if I were in their shoes, as authentic as I try to be with my family, I don't yeah. think I would have showed my um, disgust for the situation right after the proposal. Mm -hmm. I would have saved that for another time. I think they should have faked their way through it. But 
I don't know what you do after they react that way. I think people underestimate sometimes how difficult that kind of situation is going to be when the parents, the adults don't like who you're bringing into the relationship. You want to believe the romantic thought that, who cares? We're only going to see him a couple of times a year anyway. It's not a big deal. But, man, it is harder. I have witnessed it is harder than people assume it's going to be. Yeah, no, of course you want that approval. But I think at the at the end of the day, if you have, like, 90% of the people in your life are telling you something about your partner, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to sit and, like, like really look at it. But if you have one or two family members, that may be a them thing, not a your partner thing. So, Good morning, Charles. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hey, Burt. What's up? I'm a P1 listener. Listen to you guys every day. Thank you, sir. Reruns on the podcast, everything. Thank you. Um, so, 22 years ago, met my wife, thought it was great. My family hated her. Hated her completely. Why? And they ever tell they, you why? Just, just the way she acted. Okay. Laziness, everything. And now, 22 years later, I'm going through a divorce with her. So, if sometimes family has that instinct, you know, you got to listen to people. I don't know. You're going 22 yeah. years, man. I mean, that's a that's a fairly. <laughs> uh, well, I know. Yeah, our kids are right around the same age. We have three. I have three boys. You have two. Mm-hmm. But they're right around the same age, and there's a lot going on. But man, it's hard. <laughs> was there so much tension in the relationship because of the family aspect, or is it a whole bunch of other things? It was both. Yeah, it was a lot because of the family, too. So if you were going to advise somebody that was going into the same situation you were, looking back at it, would you say, okay, I'll exchange their hatred for her for 22 years of marriage, or would you have cut it off immediately? No, I wouldn't because I have my three boys. Right. I wouldn't cut it off. So I do have good things in life. Um, but you, you think back at it and just... Just listen to what they're saying and maybe try to comprehend that. I don't know how old these people are. You know, we were young, you know. So just just listen to what other people have to say. Appreciate you calling and thanks for listening to all these years, Charles. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging so you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. The Burt Show. When you first start dating somebody, all the chemicals are there. And it could really cloud like common sense or really what's in front of you here. Is this the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life? Or is the excitement and the intoxication when you first start dating somebody and everything's so new? Can you be fooled? Yeah. So I asked the question before we went on break. I said, look, if you have just been going out, so you just started, it's like two weeks old, and you already know that this person is going to be your future spouse, 
Give us a call and we'll check in with you now and we will follow your journey to see if your instinct was right or not. And we got three that said, oh, I'm in on this, right? So we're going to check in on all three of them this morning. The first one was Candace, who had just been dating a guy for about two weeks, and they went on one date, and she already knew that this was going to be the guy she was going to marry. Candace, you were on the Burt Show. This man, I have been dating him for two weeks. We've been on one date. And you are calling up right now to say, I know even after one date, I'm marrying this man. I knew before we went on the date, the way he moved was amazing. Like he was reading books, he was posting motivational quotes, and that's what made me pay attention to him. And I told him that I had a big crush on him. We started talking for about two weeks and he was everything that I expected. There you go, Abby. Also confirming that reading is making a comeback. <laughs> As you said. Reading is in its sleigh era. Okay. <laughs> All right. So she's not on with us this morning. She couldn't come on, but Tommy has an update. Yeah. I reached out yesterday. Didn't hear back. Reached out this morning. Didn't hear back. But moments ago, received a text that said, not able to talk this morning, but it was an amazing two weeks. Okay. We had two more dates. And I was able to see him on Thanksgiving as well. Oh. This wow. weekend, we made things exclusive. Woo! Ooh. How about that? <laughs> she gave up the booty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. She gave up that booty. So uh-huh. all is well over here. Okay. All right, all right. One for one. Right. Anyway, one for one. I'm oh. not done. Oh, okay. oh. He is an amazing man and treats me. With so much respect. Oh, you got a brother? And kindness. Look at him. That's over six foot. <laughs> okay, so one for one, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was Ashley. Hey, Ashley, test your instincts here. You say you are going to marry a person that you haven't even met yet? No, we've met. We're in a group chat with some friends, and we were joking around a few months ago, and we were saying, oh, you know what? Just to get our families off of our back about getting married and all that other stuff, we're just going to get married together. And I went through a series of really crappy days, and he reached out in my private DMs, and we've been talking, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That being a joke, we're getting married. I had a moment the other day where I put down my phone and I looked at it and I picked it back up and I was like, I think I actually am going to marry him. Okay. Again, that was two weeks ago. Let's see where we're at now. Hey, Ashley, good morning. Good morning. Okay. How's it going so far? It's going great. Like, he literally just messaged me my good morning message that he does every morning. Um that it's, it's a voice note, too, because I was like, I like to hear it, even if I'm not quite awake yet. Like, that's the first thing I hear in the morning. Um, we pretty much spend all day and all night talking. <laughs> um, and if we're not, like, on the phone or, like, in our group chat, we're playing video games or just doing silly stuff together. And it's a real comfortable vibe. And our first real, real date is this weekend, and I'm really excited about it. Okay, Ooh. now we have something to follow up with next week for yeah, sure. Yeah, we do. I was about to ask. I'm like, because we were at zero weeks, zero dates the last time we talked to you, so I didn't know if there was a date update. There is a date update. We were really just waiting on calendars to align. Gotcha. Um, my work schedule is a little bit crazy right now, but uh, we have our date this weekend, and I'm super excited. Okay. What are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? I don't know. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I'll tell you what she's going to wear. The good underwear. Oh, please. (laughs) All right, Ashley, let's check back with you. Uh, Your date is this weekend, so let's check back with you on Monday. And with any luck at all, you come back and go, is everything I thought it was going to be? Yes. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right. Good luck. Wow. Two for two. Two for two here. Fingers crossed, but not the legs. You started it. It's just different when you do it. That is so unfair. People expect guys to be gross. I mean, you, you're better than that. No, I'm here to tell you, I'm not. Then there was Tina. Tina, good morning. 
I actually met him on Bumble. We've actually been like going on dates for a couple weeks now. And what is it about this man that has already stolen your heart and you already know he is your future husband? I don't even know how to explain it. It's like something deep in my like chest or my stomach. The first time that I was in the same room with him, I was just like, this is it. I just know that he's the person for me. And after two weeks of dating this guy, I just know it. All right. That was a couple of weeks ago. Let's see if we're three for three. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. Okay, this was the man of your dreams. Oh my God, you're so connected. How did it go? <laughs> uh, um, things are going great. Um, like really great. We we even talked about how we feel and um, acknowledged that this is something special and different. And he's asked me to meet his family and spend what? Christmas with him. Damn. <laughs> what? Wow. I know. So- um, and this is the first Christmas uh, that I'll not be spending with my family. And at first when I told my mom, she was she was upset, uh, but we talked about it a lot. And she realized how much, how, how important this is to me. And um, now she's being really encouraging and excited for me to go be with him and meet his family. So this is a like, so, yeah. you, you know, when you know type deal. I mean, you're going in and making plans for Christmas, bailing on your family already. I mean, <laughs> you, are, you are in oh on God, this. When you say it like that. <laughs> I am. Yeah, it's wild. I've never, never gone so like fast and with su- such certainty as, as I am with him. It's. Yeah, it's just really different. I love this. That is impressive. Three Three for three. Three for three in three weeks. Fantastic, Tina. All right, so let's check back with you in a couple of weeks and see if you have the same passion for this, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, good luck. Abby, does this give you hope? Yeah, love and reading is back. It's going to be a good 2024. Well, this is going to be a slow roll here, okay? Because... In the beginning of any new relationship, you can fit those endorphins, that chemistry, right? As I've said before, the crazy crown comes on in three months, Mm. okay? It's 90 days. So you can act like a normal person, but then when you start to let that guard down, that's when crazy happens. Why can't we just enjoy our victory here? We are for now. I'm with you. And I think it used to be three months. People learning how to extend that crazy to about two years. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't make sense to me. Like, if you know how to act like a healthy person for 90 days, why can't you just be a healthy person? Exactly. <laughs> That's a really good point. Right? Yes. You can literally do it. <laughs> you can act like one. Just go ahead and assume the role. Character acting. Now. That's it. All right. So three for three there. Hey, the Burt Show. So Mo has a gift that he has proved to you guys before, that, and he wants to share that gift with you guys. Yes, I have been trying to put my rap ability on display now for a couple of months, and every other week you guys will send in some situations that you find yourself in that you want me to put on paper and to put into writing. And it's it's been anniversaries, it's been birthdays, it's been all kinds of things, and I've tried to shift through and find the ones that uh, kind of meant something to me to make it a little easier to write about. And this time it was from a listener named Liz Patterson who uh, wrote me. And this kind of touched me for two reasons. For one, it's about music and she's a singer and she has a man who is a rapper. And I guess they are in a phase where they are somewhat competing with each other as opposed to supporting each other. Did Cardi B email you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Good. So uh, she, she sings and I guess he is a fairly known rapper and she is tired of feeling like she is always coming second to his rapping and he doesn't really support her singing. And so she wrote me and said, I would love Mo to rap to my man, YB Fern, who is already a rapper, but yet he has no respect for me and my singing. He is amazing, but I am amazing too. I'm tired of feeling like a Disney princess to you. I love you, Germ, but you aren't the alpha man you think you are. Your girl is right here, and every invite only involves you and no wonder you're fly. It's because you have you have never had to try. And you know me and my I don't know I don't know what she meant by this, but I think she was trying to say that her name is really Mary. Mary Elizabeth Patterson, and she wants her name to be known, and she wants her singing to stop being in the background to her man's rapping. Okay. So I like, I mean, I like a little in-home beef. Yeah. So I was like, why not spice it up and give her a rap from her to her man about how she's tired of being in second. Okay. Okay. What's his rap name again? YB Fern. So I looked him up. He is on Apple Music, so he's legit, but his his last single came out October of 22, and it's a picture of 
his upper torso and his lower torso is a horse. <laughs> like a centaur? Yeah. Yes. Mr. Tumnus? <laughs> a single is called stud feet. <laughs> no. no. You are lying. Swear to God, oh. you're right here. It's right here on Apple Music. Uh, oh, I wish I had that info when I wrote this. All right. I think there's going to be a second part to this over there the next couple will, of days. Most definitely yes, will absolutely. be. There will be. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, um, Moe's rap. And if you want to do this, you can always hit Mo up at thebirdshow.com. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> Check. This one is for Liz, who says that she's a singer and that she be getting biz. But she has a man who's making it hard to live. Cause he's just a hater and she don't know what it is. Apparently he raps, his name is YB Fern. He taking up the tracks and won't let her get a turn. She tired of him taking a shine, but he won't learn. She thinks she about to usher him out and let it burn. He has no respect for every time that she fought. She really loves you, German, everything that you bought. And yes, that's really his name, not just something he caught. But she gonna need a man to step it up with support it's like whatever she does you push her to the side treat her like it's only room for one of you on the ride but she understands you're dealing with things inside but you're no alpha so learn to swallow your pride the people think it's your flame but you don't really light it she wants to be your lady and so she's trying to fight it the more that you pretend the harder it is to hide it because every time it's lit you're the only one that's invited when it's her turn she wonder if she should bring you because whenever she sing that feeling should make you tingle you better start letting the Shine never y'all mingle, or you really gonna have to do it alone because you'll be single. <laughs> beautiful. Really there beautiful. There you go, Liz. Very nice. All right, so I didn't know what we were, that we were gonna be doing that email, and that was a great one to pick out, by the Huge. way, also. So I, I think we gotta double back with her. Yes, we do. And we gotta play some of her music, play some of his music, and we gotta settle this in the family. I think so. You know? Let's get down to the bottom of this beef. <laughs> right, I, yes. I, I got a feeling it's gonna cause me to have a beef with YB Fern, too. So this is probably <laughs> the beginning of a few different beefs. All right, so Tommy, after the show today, if you get a chance, uh, give her a call. See if she wants to come on. We can play some of her music maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Play some of his rap. Uh, go ahead, put a poll up online, and let's settle this in-house, in mm -hmm. right? I think so. Let's get to the bottom of it. Is there any other uh, songs there that we should know about? Let me see. I saw Riding with the Realist. Riding with Ride. the Realist. <laughs> that was from 2020. There's a lot of horse themes. They are from Kentucky. Would you? Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. And that's all. Uh, wait a minute. The Late Bloomer. Oh. Wait, was Would You W-O-O-D? <laughs> oh, that was the name of the song? Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Would you, would you? No. Okay. It's spelled correctly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's try to get them both on tomorrow. Hey, The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Bird Show's entertainment buzz. I need Kim Kardashian to pick a job already because first she's reality star and then she's studying for the bar and she's going to be a lawyer and now she's an actress because she was in American Horror Story and now she's going to be the star in a new film that just got signed with Netflix. So Deadline broke the news over the weekend that a comedy film called The Fifth Wheel just got sold after an apparent bidding war. And so now they have the rights to be able to create it. So Kim K has teamed up with two co-writers, Paula Pell and Janine Brito, uh, to create this movie that is going to be going to star Kim K with an ensemble of other female actors where she's going to be the quote unquote fifth wheel. Um, one of the writers is already established in the comedy space. She's written for SNL and also was a part of Judd Apatow's This Is 40. So should be a pretty fun flick. Yeah, Paula Pell is a really uh, accomplished comedy writer and has starred in some of the movies along with some of the SNL characters. Um, I didn't watch her in American Horror Story. Can Kim act? Uh, I didn't see it either. I saw a brief scene and I was shocked on actually how good she did. You were pleasantly surprised? I was pleasantly surprised, yeah. yes. Everybody on TikTok has been raving about how good yeah. she actually did, which you would hope so. As Kim Kardashian, with all the money and resources in the world, you would hope that she would take a couple of acting classes before you have a very prominent role in one of the biggest shows on TV. I mean, she wasn't just like a guest star. I mean, she was holding down the fort. Well, I mean, she did get her big break in film. 
Yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did. So did. <laughs> a break indeed. So um, <laughs> she was destined. Very skilled. Very skilled. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Kardashians, did y'all see that photo of Beyonce from okay. the premiere? WTF? Yes. As I'm scrolling, I did not think that was Beyonce. I thought it was a Kardashian. I thought it was Kim Kardashian. Oh. So Beyonce just had her premiere for her Renaissance. A concert film over the weekend and you know everybody showed up and showed out and as I was scrolling through the photos of who went to this premiere I was like where's Beyonce where did Beyonce not go to her own film did she not show up and she did but she just looks like a Kardashian she has a platinum blonde wig um a lot of people noted that her skin tone looks lighter. She yeah, looks a little washed it definitely out. Definitely does. And I mean, she looked amazing. She just did not look like Beyonce. No. She did. She, she looked. She looks beautiful. But yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was the lighting, if it was all the silver, because oh, it looked very white. Washed. Washed. So yeah. I saw like thumbnails of these pictures from the premiere uh-huh. and just um, went right through them. And I thought that picture was a Kardashian. Uh-huh. I didn't. But you guys just mentioned it. I I looked at it. Holy crap. Yeah, it's Beyonce. I wow. don't think I would have known that was her either. Uh-uh. Exactly. Is that the lighting? Like, what is that? I don't know what it is. It, it has to be It has to be the lighting in this. They're saying this, the reflection of the silver and the lighting that's causing her to have such a lighter skin tone. Uh. You can see um, on her dress, reflecting back, There's a, they probably have a lot of cool-toned ring lights, which can wash out. Whoever it is is hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, ever, it's, it was weird to me because I was looking at, you know, all the outfits because people really did like show up for this. The uh, I was reading like the details behind um, what people were expected to wear and how and like the dress code for it. And apparently it was cozy opulence. I don't know where the cozy was, <laughs> but it was very <laughs> opulent. And some of the outfits were absolutely incredible. And the guests were really kept in the dark about a lot of the details behind this premiere. So apparently they all got invitations that just said, it's going to start at seven, come in a cozy opulent outfit. But they didn't know where it was until about 24 hours before they were given the heads up like, hey, show up to the Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills. So everyone was kind of like, where are we? Where are we going? We going to Applebee's for this? Where are we? Where are we heading until about uh, one day before? But yeah, Lizzo went, Janelle Monae, um, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle Williams were there. Halle ba- Bailey, uh, all the big stars came out. All right, Megan The Stallion is in a new pitch meeting or a new clip for the Paris Olympics, where she is quote unquote in front of a committee trying to pitch her idea for the Summer Olympics in 2024. So she's basically like, oh, oh we should have like fire breathing uh, horses and they should have wings and that's going to be the Olympics hot girl style. So it's just kind of a funny little sketch to get people excited for the Olympics next year. Or I should say the Olympics. <laughs> All right, it's supposed to be one of Disney's biggest blockbusters of the fall and it bombed this weekend. I'll tell you what audiences are saying about it on your next Evo's on The Burt Show. Hey, The Burt Show. Look, surprising the host family on Thanksgiving with people that you you have invited haven't cleared through them is not a good idea it's a bad idea especially when it's kids it's never good especially when it's kids and that's what chris was going to go through here on thanksgiving so hey chris good morning hey good morning good morning okay so i wasn't here the day that you were on detailing what was potentially going to be a very tense situation for thanksgiving so can you kind of recap that for us uh, yeah, um, I'm 25, my boyfriend's 40, um, my parents are already a little weird about the age gap, and they wanted me to bring him to Thanksgiving, and we were going to, but then last minute, his baby mom couldn't take care of the kids anymore, so all of a sudden I had to try to bring them with us, and I uh, just didn't think it was going to be the best situation so I wasn't sure what if I should cancel or bring the kids and just surprise this guy's got kids too and what was the reason for not just telling him that you're going to be bringing kids I I didn't even tell them he has kids at all And and there's it's not a house for kids like my parents are in their 70s um and they just, my brother doesn't have any kids. So it was just going to be like bringing kids to this house that were unannounced, little, um, and just, I don't know, a big surprise, I feel like. I think Bert's inquiring, how have we gotten to this point 
that they had no idea that you're dating a man with kids? Um, well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been dating a while, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, it's been um, a little over a year. And I mean, I, it just never came up. I don't. <laughs> you have some control over that. Yeah. So really what you were doing here on Thanksgiving was going to be begging for forgiveness rather than asking for permission. You knew that going into Thanksgiving. Yes, it was a sticky energy that I just did not know how to go about. All right. So they were going to be surprised by two things that a, he has kids and B they're in his home now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So take it from there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I decided it wasn't Thanksgiving was not the right time to tell them. I thought about it a lot. Um, my boyfriend and I went back and forth talking, discussing it. He didn't want the kids to show up and have them encounter my parents being, you know, tough on me and make like the kids uncomfortable at all. There was like these like serious adult conversations happening in front of them. Kids pick up more than you think. Mm -hmm. I don't have any yet, obviously, but I know that they are very observant at that age. And I don't know. I tried to call my mom a few days beforehand and say, like, I didn't think I was going to, we were going to make it anymore. And, you know, she got really mad, annoyed with me and started like saying all these like veiled insults about him. Like, you know, Oh, what? He's not good enough, you know, to come here or we're not good enough for him to come here. And I had to like, you know, shut her down and be like, no, no, it's not, that's not it at all. Um, so I, you know, my boyfriend was like, no, you go to Thanksgiving. Don't skip Thanksgiving for me and and the kids. That's going to make me look bad to your parents. Like I forced you or something, some kind of weird thing. So he was just going to cook for the kids. Um, and yeah, I showed up. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask, like, so did you ultimately, you ultimately showed up to your family's Thanksgiving? Yeah, I, I did. I went without him and I was like, you know, I kept trying to find a way to like fit it in the conversation. Um, I didn't. You're, 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 you're sort of bad at this communication. <laughs> that seemed like the perfect time to tell him. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I consider myself a really honest person, but like, I don't know, my mom just kept asking these weird questions about why he couldn't come. Well, of course, like, girl. That's not a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like legitimate questions. You, you are the reason why they are asking these questions. How long are you going to put this off for? I mean, it's lingering there. It's been a year. You can wait another day or another week or another month. or It's it's going to be there, though. So why don't you just t- They're already pissed you're dating somebody older. So why not just rip this thing off? I know. I know you're... I It was so tense. Like, anytime they... Like, the conversation would drift, and then it would come back to, like, oh, well, what? Like, did he go all the way out to the Midwest to visit his parents at the last minute? Or, you know, what? He doesn't like our cooking, and I had to, like... I just, I would just change the subject and kind of be like, no, you know, that's not it. He just, I don't know. I just made up a dumb excuse about him having a lot of work to catch up on over the holiday. I know that sounds terrible. Nobody works on Thanksgiving. It was such a lie. So Chris, what you're doing here is it's, it's obvious you're hiding something, right? And so you're making him look bad because you're hiding something when in actuality he's just being a doting dad. <laughs> right. Like it's, right. It's a plus. It's a plus. Right. It's actually an attribute, not a flaw here that he was taking care of his kids on Thanksgiving. So I think your parents are seeing through the fact that you're hiding something and you're you're not hiding anything bad. He he's a 40-year-old man. He has kids. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, and I like, hate hiding stuff from them. I just, <laughs> girl, this week, girl, you this gotta week, do it. Yeah, I have, it. The, I have the perfect idea. Okay, 
Christmas is coming up, say, Mom, Dad, you guys are parents. You guys have bought plenty of gifts for kids over the years. What should I buy my boyfriend's kids for Christmas? Yeah, and that's the way you want to break it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there are other ways, like maybe just telling them. I, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to go, oh, my God, we're never going to talk to you ever again. Here you go. To piggyback yes. on Tommy, yeah. you, him, and the kids go get a picture with Santa and make that your Christmas card and send it to your parents. And then voila, now they know he's got kids. you got options. Just go have so many. Right. It's the Bircha. The Bird Show. So Mo and I ended up in the same city on vacation. We didn't plan it or anything, but uh, we both ended up in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro for our vacation. You right? make it, like when you said same city, it's not like you guys both ended up in Chicago. No, <laughs> you ended up in a completely different country, but the same country, same city for the same soccer match. Yeah, so Argentina was playing Brazil, and I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, I want to do something big this Thanksgiving. You know, my relationship status has changed over the course of the last couple of months, and um, I just wanted to do something with Hollis, my 16-year-old, who is going to be off to college and I don't have that many Thanksgivings with him where it's just going to be one-on-one and he's a huge soccer fan. I'm an international soccer fan now also because he's made me one and there is no bigger match, international match in the world than Brazil versus Argentina. These two teams, these two people, they hate each other, right? So it was supposed to be an epic soccer match. Now, did you go to Brazil specifically for that or there are other reasons also in that there just happened to be a game going on. No, that was the specific reason because, um, like I've documented, I've started to get into soccer a lot lately, and I'm more of a Messi fan than a soccer fan. I just genuinely appreciate greatness and when people are that great at something, and I wanted to see it live and in person, but I also wanted to see the experience and get the experience of what a football game really is down there because of all that I have heard. So because that game happened to be happening during our vacation, um, my lady and my dude put this trip together for me to get down there and see Messi. So I literally went down there for that game. Look at my dude. Just a couple of months ago, he didn't know anything about soccer, and now he's referring to it as football. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you are in now. Facts. You, I'm all the way you in. Are in. But there is something about being in a stadium, and we're going somewhere with this because he and I ended up being in a stadium that will go down in soccer history with what happened and not in a good way. Um, when you go to these matches, you go because you want to feel the electricity between the fans, right? Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's like... Uh, what two teams are playing. That's part of soccer is that these countries, they're such rivals that you can feel that in the stadium. Nobody sits down during these games. I don't, nobody sat down. Nobody sat down. Nobody sits down. The entire game. I just knew that once the game started, I was like, all right, well, people are going to sit down at that point, right? Nope. No one sat down the entire (laughs) game. You can feel the electricity as you're walking in the stadium. And the stadium that we saw this in was also one of the most famous storied stadiums in the world, right? So it's a really major event. And again, let me stress this for those of you that don't follow soccer. There is no bigger international rivalry than Argentina and Brazil. It is personal between these two teams and these two fans. So we get into the stadium and you can feel the electricity. And I've gone to a bunch of soccer matches, probably more than Mo, because he's just gotten into it. And any soccer match I have gone to, either internationally or when you have two teams that are such rivals, you can't even get into the stadium through the same gate if you are opposing fans. What they do is they find out who your team is and where you got your tickets and how you got your tickets. And look, I've been in England before where some fans of one team get off a bus and they are escorted by police through the streets while the fans of the the home team are like throwing things at them, yelling things at them before they go into the stadium. So it's already tense. And then you go in the stadium and at least you're safe in your own section because you're among your own people and the rival teams are in different sections, right? Every game I've ever gone to has been like that. For whatever reason, I actually found out later why, they put the Brazil, they 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 did away with that rule and put the Brazil fans next to the Argentinian fans in this stadium. 
And when I got in there, I'm like, this is crazy for a match like this where we already know that they hate each other. And well, if you're in a round stadium, you're going to have to be next. Like the fans are going to have to share boundaries that's somewhere, right? Usually they put security in between those sections okay. also. So at some point, those borders are going to happen. But there are dozens and dozens of security between. You can't get to each other in other situations. So this match almost starts. The national anthems start playing. And the Brazilian fans start booing Argentina's national anthem, mm-hmm. which is as that's tacky. It's as disrespectful as it gets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then they get through that, and Brazil's national anthem is playing. Then you can hear Argentinian fans starting to boo the Brazil national anthem. And I don't know how early you got there, but we got there pretty early by accident, by the way, because we had the times messed up with the game. <laughs> but they were going at it long before the national anthem even started. Oh, yeah. They were already chanting at each other and going at each other like two hours before the game was even yes. set to start. So the tension was up immediately. Yeah, and I was there at about the same time watching all that go down. You could hear it in the stadium already. The tension was really, really high. So they started Start booing each other's national anthems, and then before you know it, you see parts of seats being thrown at each other in the stadium. Argentinian fans are throw they are breaking the backs off of their seats and they are throwing it at Brazil fans. Then Brazil starts the Brazil fans start to make their way into the Argentina section and there's a huge clash. Huge bro. And like where we were, we were not in the section, but close enough to where you can see every bit of what was going on. And it just seems like there were people in the middle who were just trying to get out the way. And then these two Argentina and the Brazil fans were trying to get at each other. And I mean they clear it out like two entire sections from security rushing all the way from the other side of the stadium and fighting. It was such like a melee that I genuinely thought the game was not going to start. I was like, I came all the way here. We're not even going to see That's a game. That's what I thought, too, because that has happened before. Didn't I see in your story that they had the Argentinian um, players go over and mm-hmm. try to calm everybody down, but it, it backfired? I don't think it worked because I was confused by that. I was like, why would they send the whole team toward the fight? But then people were responding to me saying that some of them have family members mm-hmm. in there. And so they, they try to go and calm everybody down to try to get them to play. But it seemed like the players going over there kind of rounded up a little bit more. Yeah, some of the players that went over there like started going like jumping into the tried jumping into the stands Mm -hmm. and like pulling the cops away because they weren't beating brazilian uh fans they were just beating the argentinian fans with like those big baton sticks it got really really violent like there's a very famous picture now of a dude on a stretcher and his face is just covered in blood because he got beat so badly and i was like mo i'm like this game is not going to start I just knew. I was like, we came all the way this way, and they are not going to play. Because I've never seen a fight like that where, I mean, they were clearing the entire section. And it just, what was it, about 30 minutes it felt like. It, it just it seemed like it wasn't going to stop. And it didn't seem like there was enough security or police to really get it under control. So, yeah, I was completely prepared to walk away saying we didn't even get to see a game. You could have done anything you wanted on one side of the stadium at that point because all security was on the other side trying to break this up. But it became an international story, and it was absolutely the wildest thing I've ever seen. We all agree that that's just completely idiotic to act that way. Yeah. Absolutely. It's also idiotic to have the fans right next to each other. And what I found out later was that if Brazil or uh, a local team was handling everything, they would have been separated. But for whatever reason, the governing body of soccer, which is called FIFA, decided they were going to try this at this game. That's this is the game. That this is the game they're gonna try that at. So when FIFA comes in and these teams play each other, FIFA takes over all of the rules. Uh, and the local teams and even the country doesn't have any say in the matter. Uh, FIFA takes over. So FIFA botched it. FIFA totally botched it. And they got real lucky nobody died in that stadium. Seriously. It was a horrible idea and it, it was a horrible fight. And I'm really shocked that when Argentina scored that it didn't continue because I was I was nervous when <laughs> they scored. Too. I was like, what's gonna happen now? Yeah, Argentina won the match and I was like oh my god what's going to happen to these people when they're walking out of the stadium but nothing else happened no that was Thankfully, it thank yeah, god yeah. it's the bird show the bird show